when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It's Friday, January 22nd, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 372. I'm your host, Rob Zachney, and today I am joined by Patrick Klepek. Hello. Patrick. I said hello. Did you? I didn't hear you say hello. Nope. I didn't hear I, shit. I, I, nope. There's, no one heard I, shit. This, you know what? <laughs> I'm looking at this waveform. I can uh-huh. see it right here. It's a nice little blip. Oh, Mr. Strong waveforms. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kato, Kato's Kato's gonna go rising back from the line, <laughs> uh, soaring toward heaven. Listeners of this podcast are going to list this podcast nobody and go. can hear you, Patrick. You know, I heard the hello. If you heard the hello, <laughs> get at me in my mentions. At Patrick Kluppick. Let me know if you hear the hello. Hashtag heard the hello. I need to check your noise gate in Discord. but uh, (laughs) And to help us sort out various issues like this, our producer, Ricardo Contreras. Hello. Hi. See, this is how you say hello and don't hit your noise gate. And finally, uh, we welcome back, after a long absence, our friend, freelance writer, critic, Cameron Gunzelman. Hello. Nice. A strong hello. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into it. Uh, Cam reviewed Hitman 3 for us this week. And I think a bunch of us have been playing Hitman, and some of us have been revisiting old levels and catching up on what we missed with the saga of Agent 47 and the ICA and Providence and mm-hmm. the Constant. Mm-hmm. No, that was and a lost episode. Last I remember. <laughs> and Euro Big Boss. See, Rob, you uh, just got to jump straight into the third one and go. Not watching a lore video. Don't give a shit about what is going on. I'm just trying to figure out what to do with this apple. And like that's that's where your mind's <laughs> got to go. Don't worry about this long monologue that's being given by this side character whose voice actor you're pretty sure you know, but you're not quite sure, but you don't care enough to Google it. You're just trying to get to the next bit um, and see if you can kill this man with a banana. Turns out you can kill a man with a banana. The game says non-lethal item. Turns out if you dizzy them first with a soda can and then hit them with the banana <laughs> as they get up, lethal. Lethal banana. Does that still read as an accident? Die what? Does that read as an accident? Like, oh, yeah, shit, not, the yeah, soda banana a non, accident. Like non-lethal, another, you know, undiscovered okay. kill or whatever. Uh, that Huge banana. Loophole. Maybe it's a heavy load of, you know, there's an ex- exploding golf ball I haven't found in that level. So maybe this is like a lead banana that has just like a little <laughs> extra weight in it. So, Patrick, you notoriously don't care about game stories. Um, That's untrue. I, no, I believe- Patrick, I think... You you define <laughs> wow. yourself as Mr. Basic. Just <laughs> I, you know, I don't care about this fancy narrative stuff. Mm-hmm. Get All me right. get me to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, What's Dark Souls about, Patrick? 
<laughs> I ask Austin to tell me what Dark Souls is about. <laughs> and then he gets mad at me. <laughs> but, uh, Cam, if, if memory serves, you have a slightly uh, different relationship with at least the Hitman story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like in the past you've generally enjoyed the narrative work this recent trilogy has done uh, mm-hmm. in Hitman 1 and 2. But with Hitman 3... It you know your your review went up this week and one of your real frustrations seemed to be that the the mixture got bad for you the ratios were all wrong here in Hitman Three. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Hitman Three is, where it falls into the uh, the fiction of the world of assassination, and <laughs> what's happening here in Hitman Three that's different from the first two? Well, there's a world of assassination. Uh, I hope y'all know about that. Have you heard the good news? It's the world of assassination. <laughs> they um, are not risen. <laughs> but um, but but yeah. So like the the previous two games had all this kind of like proper noun stuff that you're talking about, and it had Patrick, you know, these kind of things that you're talking about skipping through in between. Um, but but they're always in between, and like uh, other than Hitman Absolution, I would say the vast majority of Hitman plot from Hitman One all the way to Hitman Three. Although there are like seven games in there, weirdly <laughs> enough, um, uh, the the vast majority of it is that right. So narrative and story sets context for what you're doing, but it doesn't really impact the levels too much. Other than saying, "Oh, this is someone who's a business person, and you've got to murder them." They're a race car driver, and they're scary. They're involved with the bad guys, right? Like, there's that kind of stuff, but but it's all context. And so, Patrick, like you're talking about, right? Like, uh, in previous games, you could. In Hitman 1 and 2 for this new trilogy, you could, you know, kind of pay attention at your leisure. And I really liked Hitman 1 and 2 for that reason. Because it was like, oh yeah, there is this cool, interesting kind of light spy story, you know, that's involved in genetic engineering. Uh, You know, Hitman initially comes out, the first Hitman game initially comes out in the late 90s. And so there's like all this clone panic going around. I mean, you know, uh, 47 is a clone. So there's like this techno thriller stuff that I I like in a general sense. But what happens in Hitman 3 and what I wrote about in my review and what uh, appears to be wildly out of step with the rest of the universe on this one. uh, You know, I'll I'll own up to to that um, is that. That context narrative is now just shot through like Swiss cheese through every single part of the game. So uh, I don't want to get too spoilery because I think probably people, I, I guess that people really like the story, so they care about it. But I will say that, for example, there's one level later, uh, the second to last level, the Argentina level, where Diana Burnwood shows up as an NPC in the level. And, you know, she's been your handler for all of these games. And, you know, you have to you have to play the level in such a way that she doesn't die. Uh, and that's like it's its own kind of qualifier for the for the or um, goal for the level. Um, there's that your handler changes at different times. There's all this kind of additional narrative context for certain levels. So Berlin, when you're playing it in the campaign mode, you have to proceed through this kind of. I don't know, chase plot I, that that's maybe overstating it, but you have to like 
go through this little intro, and this is the hitman police coming to tell me that I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, you're on the wrong side of the discourse, Cam. Exactly. Uh, but but so all of this, what what used to be really cool context, I think, has turned into things that are in my face while I'm playing the game, and they're not interesting to me. Um, you know, Rob, you and I had s- several conversations uh, as I was playing, um, and as I was writing the review about it, but to me, this is just like, a lot of these narrative beats are the born identity with the serial numbers filed off, or they are a bad episode of 24. And I don't, I don't want that in my Hitman game. Like I, I like that as like a fun thing to think about on the side, but I, I don't want to be thinking about that um, as I'm playing the game, because ultimately I think that robs me of some of the, um, I don't know, the fun of Hitman. Um, the, All right. So I have a question. I have a question. Yeah, okay. In, sure. Along those lines, as someone who, um, I guess as like as pretext, I've largely avoided these games because games in which the premise is, and I've always perceived this to be the sort of like the pitch of Hitman is like go in, find your own fun, like here's mm-hmm. the sandbox, and that immediately gives me like legitimate stress because <laughs> like the ga- kinds of games I like to play are often like are goal oriented, like here's an objective, we're mm-hmm. gonna put things in front of you, they're gonna muddy up the waters, and then you need to figure out like against our rule set like how you're gonna get to the other side mm-hmm. and. Hitman has some of that, but like when I see like the video clips and I see Vinny, like basically when I spent time with Vinny Caravella at Giant Bomb, <laughs> he can make like the, the most banal sequences like so funny and interesting. And I'm just like, I can't do that. This doesn't happen to me when I play video games, Vinny. You make me feel like a piece of shit when I play games because you have so much fun and I feel like I'm just, I got to race this car to the other side. And Hitman seemed like the epitome of that, which is like, if you're not like doing something wacky and creative, uh, then like you're you're not you're not vibing with Hitman, and that's fine. I, you, every game doesn't have to be for you. And this mm-hmm. one, I was like, all right, I'm gonna try and come at this honestly. Like jump into this one, see if I can kind of like jump on the train and get excited like everyone else is. Um, and so, where what I'm trying to tease out here is that I found it very useful in Hitman Three to like be following these story beats. There are mm-hmm. for people who haven't played when you jump you jump into the game. There are, there are opening cutscenes, and then there are as you explore, there are basically like different plot threads that you can stumble upon. And then the game will lead you with like big glowing, uh, you know, like here's the next part of this chain. Like if you want to complete this uh, A plot or after you beat the mission once, you get a, a series of B plots that you can do. And these are separate from, you know, kill a person in the unique way or uh, discover this item. Like these are specifically like follow this character and, and go through this story beats. And I found that as someone trying to learn the ropes of Hitman, like super useful because if it had just dropped me in, it's like, here's a big world, figure it out. I would have gone great. Like turns out Hitman still is not for me. But I, in Hitman 3, I really enjoyed, I've, I've played like the first mission a bunch of times where I'm just following these plot beats and that's like getting me acclimated to the world, its structure, it's like, oh, I can like find this and do this. So I guess I'm just trying to teach through, are you speaking more to that? Or is it like what I was joking about earlier, where like I go into a room and I have to sit through 90 seconds of a character monologuing before I can creatively kill like the two targets I've been sent to find? I don't think, there are very few times where you're having to sit through and listen to people monologue, although although there are a couple parts of the game where like for example in the Argentina level where that game when you play it at least in the campaign mode does open with this very arbitrary kind of story plot beat 90 second thing that you have to do and similar with the Berlin level too um no I mean I'm 100% on board with you I love the story missions is what those are called right I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I think those are really cool and I actually think and this is something else I talked about in re- my review 
the the ones where they have um strengthen those are i think the worst ones for me so i wrote for example about the one in um the mansion i'm blanking on the dartmoor i'm sorry what was it called dartmoor yeah dartmoor this is the the knives out level basically yes yeah and it's it's a story mission and i i think it is abysmal like i think it really (laughs) is some of the worst like video game i've played because it just turns into like a very bad approximation of an adventure game where you are going around and having to manually seek out like, I don't know, 15 different clues, 10, 15 different clues. And you can't even progress past, you know, this little mission marker until you do it. It's, it's just a, it's like playing Banjo Kazooie in a Hitman level, right? I'm like finding all these little coins or whatever. It's terrible. I don't, I don't care for it at all. Um, but, but I agree with you that the structure of story missions are, are awesome and it's there's a I think what I have learned with Hitman Three is that there's a really I, I don't know delicate balance for those things right when when mm-hmm. they're just constrained enough to lead you through the level one time for you to kind of figure out oh this is what the path of these enemies looks like this is how these uh, you know bits of bits of architecture fit together I, so I for picked example, up some intel that is clearly not applicable to the mission that I'm on. But now I'm writing down a safe code, that, like because mm-hmm. it did. Like I'm realizing, like the beats of it, and like I'm realizing, oh, sometimes important like intel, which is like hints about how the world works or something you could do, is saved by the game. It's like, hey, we're gonna note this for you. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And this one time, I stumbled upon a conversation. It was like, hey, like the safe code is six nine three. I'm like, cool, the game's got that for me. And then like I found what I thought might be that safe, <laughs> and it's like, no, the game does not have that for me. So I was like, all right, the next time I run through the level. I'll try and scoot over there, and then I wrote it down in my notebook so that, you know, whenever I try to goof with that. And, like, that that part is – that's really neat, and I almost wish there were, like, more – like, I, I, I find it unlikely that I'm going to go through these levels to do all the challenges. Mm-hmm. I kind of like looking at the challenges, like, what can I do along the way? But mm-hmm. I feel like most likely what I'm going to end up doing is, like, I'll do these story beats, and then – I'll, like that's probably enough for me. And I just kind of wish there would end up being, obviously this is like difficult authored content, takes a lot of work, mm-hmm. but I've, I've found just in, in the first like four or five hours, like that's the stuff that like really hooks me in. And I like experimenting. It's like, it's like a big box and then they make a smaller box. And I like experimenting in that smaller box, but then also pushing against the boundaries when I want to. Have you played an escalation yet? No. I think that might be the thing for you. <laughs> okay, what is what is how does escalation work? Escalations are um, kind of designed missions that are not the same as the the story mission or anything like that, right? So the okay. targets are different; they're kind of arbitrary. So, for example, in the in the mansion level, uh, there's one of the escalations. Uh, I actually finished it last night. Uh, starts you in a hunting jacket, like an English <laughs> hunting jacket, okay. and you have to go through the level killing bodyguards. Okay. And so the escalation part of it is that the you know uh, so for this one there's three levels and in Hitman one and two I think escalations mostly had five levels so they're a little bit smaller uh, for Hitman three I guess I don't really know um, but uh, so the first one's like go in um, you know uh, don't have any bodies found kill two bodyguards and you do that and that's like not that difficult especially if you've played through the level before you're familiar with it whatever. Then the second, then then it escalates, right? So you play the mission again, and it's kill three bodyguards. No bodies can be found, and you have to do it all with one weapon. <laughs> okay. And there's no saving in the middle of the level, so you have to okay. do it in one whack, right? So there's a lot of repetition. 
uh, speaking of Dark Souls earlier, right? There's a very similar kind of vibe of like, all right, figuring out the pattern and then like tweaking your behavior. I got you. Okay. Yeah. yeah, uh uh And then the last one is, I I think it was kill seven bodyguards (laughs) with an ornamental shotgun wearing the hunting outfit and you can you can never change your outfit through the whole thing right and so uh, escalations for me are are kind of this really interesting kind of constraint space like you're talking about yeah where you can really play in the sandbox but the sandbox is delimited it's kind of the smaller version of the level in the sense of what you're able to do because you can never change out of this outfit and there are the weapon uh, requirements and if you kill any other target that's not those targets, you automatically fail. So I, I think you you should try some escalations. I think okay. that, that yeah, might I feel be like I'm still at. scratching the surface and like figuring out. Um, but I but I've found my worries were uh, like I, I was stressed at first, and then the mm-hmm. more time I spent, like I spent a lot of time in the tutorial. Like I, I've I've goofed around in the first real area, mm-hmm. but I really spent like a like two and a half hours playing the tutorial and doing all, like the tutorial for. People unfamiliar is like I guess is a level taken from an earlier Hitman game. It's on a boat, um, um, uh, and I, I was like, I'm just going to go through every single one of the objectives it says I can do, and like that let me at least start building like a play space in my head where I like was able to relieve some of the stress of getting because like that level is like really tiny. Like it's just a boat. There's just a couple of spots around it. Whereas like when you get to was it Dubai is like the first area mm-hmm. like in this tower. Like it's a big space. Like and it's cool, but it's also just like shit, man. I don't know what to do. Like uh, I'm I'm gonna follow this objective marker and kind of like work around the hallways uh, nearby. But I I spent a lot of time in that tutorial just trying to like wrap my head around like what is and it wasn't fun for a while. Like it took me like a solid ninety minutes right to remind myself like. Just get like that feeling of like playing a game that you don't get and you're you're not you can't tell if it's like, do am I just not going to like this game or do I just need to like spend more time understanding its verbs and where like my interests lie and where the overlap is. And I, I found I found my way there in the tutorial when I accidentally um, like I was trying to blow up the target with an explosive and I couldn't figure out like how to put it on the ground. I was like, just like hit X or whatever, like place it on the ground. And I threw it. And it just lock targeted to the head of the target, and so I threw the, I threw the like the plastic explosive at their head. It knocked them out, um, but it was just unconscious. It didn't count as the kill. And I was like, oh, oh, like this is Hitman. Like it's it's like kind of like an accident. Like I, whoops, like I, uh, well, I threw this uh, detonator at you. And so I walked around the corner and like set up my cool shot of pulling the detonator, which like shot him through the roof. Or like there was a different sequence yesterday where I was being. Uh, in the Dubai level, I was being uh, like patted down, and I accidentally hit down on like w- w- like whatever your last holding. You just drop it on the ground, so I just dropped a revolver on the ground. Everyone's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" It's <laughs> like, oh, like moments like that, and and I also find I need to like resist the impulse to save. Like yeah. so, like m- moments where you can't save. Like I'm I'm doing the quick save thing like too often, and I know I shouldn't. And it's just like a fallback that I'm going on. So the idea that there are going to be quest objectives that are just like, hey, man, like you just just figure it out and you can't save. I, I, my guess is I will enjoy quite a bit because it'll like get me to move off of that tendency. Yeah, I actually last night because the game has been having some server issues since launch and because it's always online. And so people have been getting booted out of levels and stuff. And so um, I was having trouble playing Hitman 3 last night, but I actually went back to the tutorial and did the escalations for that tutorial level. <laughs> and I would encourage you to go and do those. Those are okay. They're interesting. They're a good intro to it. It's like, uh, you know, kill the target, kill two targets with some conditions, 
kill the target and there's security cameras everywhere and then there's like two additional levels after that so it really does do a good job of kind of getting you into into the flow and i and i think like you're saying i i really like the the hitman levels um or the hitman games in a general sense i've been playing them for a very long time but i think i'm you know kind of in the same zone as you patrick where i don't i don't really play them to find my own fun in some ways right like that's that kind of like woohoo whatever happens right i also watch vinny play and i'm like i don't this is not how I do this. this <laughs> no, it's like the moment, the moment he, the moment he like accidentally like throws a banana. I'm like, cool. Like, all right, quick load. Let's try that again. And like, I enjoy watching it, but it, because I think that's predominantly, maybe this is my experience. Like, I've largely seen and internalized Hitman through like social media, my friends mm-hmm. streaming, streaming. The act of streaming is going to encourage a certain type of behavior, mm-hmm. which is itself an escalation. Um, like just in a form of like trying to entertain an audience. And so I think there's a certain type of person, maybe because people I follow or whatever the case is, I've just got, that's always been my understanding of Hitman. And mm-hmm. thus I looked at that and went just like, cool. Like that's, I just got that. I guess it's just not my game. Like if this is just like a, a giant bunch of NPCs going in random directions and you just kind of figure out like, what kind of mission do you want to do today? I was like, no, like give me the, the mission. So I was just pleasantly surprised that there, there was more there for me than, maybe I expected. And what's like, especially exciting is like, if I go through Hitman three and like it quite a bit, like, and end up like falling, technically feeling similar to you, but not knowing it. Cause I don't know what Hitman one and two are like, it's exciting that I'll be able to buy Hitman one and two and then just play them in the Hitman three engine and experience all, all, all those stages. Yeah. I, I, the, I, I'm a hundred percent in the same boat. I mean, the, the, the joy that I get out of Hitman and the, the parts that I really like about it are things like routing and things like, like looking at the challenges, like you were talking about and saying like, how would I do that? Like, how would I, you know, set up a scenario in Hitman three, weirdly enough, I I think the challenges sometimes are a little bit more simple than they have been in previous Hitman one and two, um, which is just to say, you're going to, if you kind of want to find some self-constraint, right, and figure out yeah. that kind of stuff within the big sandbox, I think you're going to find a lot for it. Um, but yeah, like last night I played that, the the tutorial level enough that I got it down to like two minutes and 18 seconds or something. Like, <laughs> I was like blazing through it in this escalation because I had to do it so many times. But um, I actually just finished playing Dark Souls 3 again, like the other day. And it was really weird from going from one to the other because I was like, oh yeah, this is like the exact same <laughs> disciplinary horse shit. <laughs> like in both of these games where like, I'm just gonna have to turn myself into a robot for a little while and like figure out how all this goes together. But I mean, there, I, I really think there's a, you know, almost Tetris like joy and pattern reading for me in Hitman as well. Sure. Like. Once you play, once you play Dubai 10 times, right, you're going to be like, okay, so in the first, you know, two minutes, if I run to this position, I'll be able to do X, Y, Z. So, for example, in that tu- the tutorial level on the boat, like you were talking about, um, if you do the escalation where you need to kill the second target, if you do the whole level and kill the first target fast enough, that guy never moves from his initial position so you can run the whole level in a circle and come back to the opening and then kill that target <laughs> and then the game yeah, the idea like figuring out like the script triggers was like a lot of what i was doing in the tutorial yeah it was like the guy who's wearing the fancy suit like the white suit i was like when does he move like when does he move from this car so it was a lot of me just like like okay i'm just gonna sit here for a couple of minutes like no like it's not timing based it's like oh okay i need to go behind the bar trigger that like conversation with the woman and like, oh, and then I look over, now he's moving. And like, that's 
being able to do that on a small scale and then getting excited about what that means on a larger scale, um, like was really enjoyable. A hundred percent. And I mean, this is where I guess my criticism of, of Hitman 3 comes in is like, I don't give a shit about Lucas Gray in any of this, <laughs> right? Like, I don't care about these like big major plot characters while I'm doing this kind of stuff, right? Um, I don't want to use my camera to hack things and like add the barest level of interaction to these levels, right? Like, I think a lot of the innovation of Hitman 3 compared to Hitman 1 and 2 is innovation for the sake of having having to add something to, um, you know, to the formula. And I understand, like, I have a, an infinite amount of empathy with the fact that that's demanded by the marketplace, right? Like, what do you put in the trailer? Like, yeah, what goes yeah. on the feature? What are we talking about in our E3 demo? Like, well, we've added shortcuts, which actually the shortcuts seem like they might be kind of yeah, they're cool, great. You're, you're, you're unlocking, uh, like, uh, you know, like you use a crowbar to break open a ladder that when you go through the level again, like that ladder is just opened for you. But it's just like their, their own escalation of being a sequel. Mm-hmm. And especially like this being, you know, like now that they're like a, they're not like, you know, indie, but they are an independent company as opposed mm-hmm. to being wholly owned by, um, was it Warner Brothers before? Oh, um, Square um, Enix. Square Enix. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like that's just the nature of the market, but it, it leads, I think leads them to some weird places that are, is suggested by you like pretty epitomized by hitman three in particular yeah yeah exactly like i get i can i can see you know like how all of this happened right but that doesn't mean i like it and and i don't (laughs) like it um and uh but yeah i i actually think the the shortcuts that you were talking about that is the big innovation for me that really does it uh finally it rewards you for being like okay there are things I might want to change in this kind of space. And they seem to have thought pretty, pretty, um, I don't know, intensely about where those things will happen. So, for example, in the uh, that manor level, um, when you one, the, one of the ladders you can knock down is critical. It like changes the whole <laughs> flow of the level. It's awesome. Like it, it really once I did it, I was like, oh, I can do this escalation now. This is like possible to, to oh, put together. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So oh, is it like um, an express route to the third floor? Uh, uh to the second floor. To the second floor okay. balcony of one of the kids' rooms. Um, yeah. But yeah. I you know, so uh when I fired this thing up, first of all, I was convinced that I only had Hitman because I was like, somehow the install is smaller than Hitman 3, but all three games are in there. Uh, Hitman 2, but all three games are in there, which is there's a wild. There's a really good uh, PC Gamer piece from a week or two ago where they explain a lot of it went over my head, but it was fa- like there's a technical explanation for like how they're doing the opposite of a war zone, which is like instead of eating up your entire hard drive um, over time, like a, like a leech, they actually managed to like make the game smaller over time. Because Hitman 2 it, was incredible. kind of a leech. And yes. I remember like when I had that plus Hitman 1 content, I was like, that's a that is a big commitment, a commitment to the world of assassination. Uh, <laughs> and it's one I'm not sure I'm capable of making right now. Uh, and then Hitman 3 comes out. It's uh, much more bite sized. But the other there's actually a lot of things I, I love about this package, though. If you buy like a fuck it, set me up with the trilogy. I'm going to drink deeply of uh, yeah, I'm going to drink deeply of the blood. The chalice of assassination. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Straight into Rob's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I love that you can just you go into the campaigns menu and they're all there on tabs and you can just skip around the story. Mm-hmm. Like the game will be like, hey, this is out of sequence. You didn't do the previous thing. Do you care? And you can be like, I don't. <laughs> um, so let's let's move. 
Um, and that's actually really cool. Like it's a game that really makes it feel, I'm someone who's very quick to feel guilty about not having seen the antecedents to the part of the plot that I'm in. And I kind of appreciate that Hitman 3, uh, the whole structure of this is like, hey, this is all here. You can go fuck with it. You can just watch the cutscenes if you want to get caught up. Uh, or you can play the mission. But it's very agnostic about like how you experience this thing. But well, that it also, also created- gives you a permission structure to not care, right? Like I think that yeah. part's mm-hmm. important. It's like the game is igno- – like it'd be one thing if they just gave you the options. But for them to like kind of be like nudging in the direction of like it's cool if you don't give a shit. Like just go have fun. Like I think allows you to sort of – that's one of the, re- I didn't watch like a lore video for like the Hitman. Like I thought about it. People linked me to some and I was like, do I really want to spend 40 minutes? Like, do I need, not, do I want, like, I'll do it. I'll put it on the background while a like, basketball game's on or like, or do I not? And the game's like, just don't do it. And I'm like, cool. Like I won't do it. <laughs> like, you're just, you're watching lore videos while you're watching basketball. Well, I don't really give a this shit about this Celtics, man is, but it's Cam. nice to have it in the background. Like I'm, I'm watching the young frisky bulls who are looking actually pretty good, and I'm just gonna get, put the bears aside and be a bulls the fan most now for a little shit. bit. Those oh, bulls—they're looking frisky. Okay, Bob, okay, Bob. Patrick. Okay, have you seen a Nets what? game yet? You should probably check out the new Nets. Just see what's uh, anyway. up. It's I, I felt like I, I felt like there was no obligation to do that. It's like cool, like. If I somehow end up caring, I could fill in the blanks later, and maybe that'll be interesting. But it, I don't. It just seemed. It almost seems like it might be useful for them to say this is the final one. So when we make a next one, can we just throw all this shit out and just like make an assassination game like from scratch without any of these this table setting? And I, I hope that's maybe something they end up doing down the line. It's just tossing all this entirely. Uh, well, I mean, I think they're doing the exact opposite and making a James Bond game. Well, okay. something that is That's weighed true. down by what sixty years of of, of what That's we might fair. call absolute horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, way to un- way to undercut like- my point immediately with facts and observations. Thank you. Uh, hey, there's wait, like two good uh, movies in there. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's been really weird too. I've absolutely unrelated to Hitman. Just been watching the Daniel Craig uh, uh, Bond movies recently, just on a whim. I, I, there are a couple of them are on Netflix. And uh, it really is striking to me. I mean, I wrote about this at the end of the review, but it is very striking to me how the kind of narrative thrust into the levels itself really begins making it feel like the James Bond aesthetic. And in it maybe that I feel like it is a pretty distinct line being drawn between that kind of presentation in Hitman 3 versus Hitman 1 and 2. But maybe other people don't feel that way, and I've seen other people not feeling that way. So I think that's kind of a your mileage may vary kind of opinion. But it, it really feels distinct. I feel like the boundary's always been porous between mm-hmm. Hitman Tone and Bond Tone to an extent, or at least with this trilogy. The mm-hmm. minute it all became about like go to these like uh, glamorous locations and mm-hmm. kill uh, rich douchebags right and left, <laughs> but it's but it's all like very Bond type settings uh, and. <laughs> You know, you're always the guy who can seamlessly blend in with the, uh, you, you know, the the elite, mm-hmm. or you can absolutely like strike from the shadows. But like you, you can have those those bond experiences in this new version of the of the series. I'm not sure that was as true uh, in in the previous ones, but yeah, it does. Like- it's it's a very short walk to bond. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just gonna say, I feel like the biggest difference is obviously Agent Forty Seven just being 
completely charismatic less in in that being why he can blend in it's just like this kind of like gray box that people like project whatever they need to onto onto him where bond like obviously the whole thing being that that character is suave and like you know can talk his way like agent 47 can talk his way through things because he is able to just be like the blandest fucker that nobody's gonna suspect (laughs) where bond as a character is more like oh i'm gonna be charismatic and like kind of cheeky about this interaction and get through it that way right He's not mm. gonna be able to get away with putting on the chef outfit and like convincing right. people he's a, the the sushi right. preparer. Like so, yeah. Uh, I did just want Cam. Have you checked out uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service? Uh, the James Bond film? Yeah. Not in in fifteen years, probably. Yeah, it's maybe the <laughs> one of the only old ones that I think is worth checking out. But mm-hmm. that one does have sort of a hitmanish vibe, where like hmm. there is a lengthy sequence in which he's going undercover as a. I forget what the term for this is, but somebody who's really an expert on English heraldry and noble families. And <laughs> how do you like not know this word? Yeah. Of all the people yeah, who Rob, would know this Rob, word. Rob just tossing it out to the panel. If any of you fuckers <laughs> would know this really obscure term, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, for heraldry? So, Hel- anyone else into heraldry? <laughs> So there's anyone else there is a watching on Her Majesty's Secret Service? Anybody? <laughs> so there is a very lengthy sequence in which he is aggressively just boring the shit out of uh, the people at the supervillain's lair as he just begins explaining, like, and of course. Uh, then the family tree is these two uh, branches reunited. Uh, the the rampant stag in the uh, quarter uh, became a uh, you know a a half griffin half stag because and just like and everyone is losing their mind with boredom uh, except the uh, models who are there who are wrapped with attention because he's the only man. It's a very weird movie, but it's good. <laughs> I will say that. It's, maybe, it's a really interesting one, and Amazon has a really nice transfer of it uh, up. So, highly recommended um, because it, it it also has kind of a weird like um, hit vanish vibe, or also it it is one of those things I look at and I'm like, oh, no one lives forever. Definitely uh, pulled a little bit from from this weird bullshit Bond uh, that is way more fun than a lot of the Conneries. Uh, so that's my endorsement. Uh, there's other stuff I want to get to, but first we should take a little break. Who knows what you'll hear? Um, but it'll be it'll be an ad. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. So, 
There was a thing I wanted to go back to, though, about the weird way I've ended up sort of playing Hitman 3, but also all the Hitmans all at once. Okay, yeah, I was trying to figure out where, where, what you actually ended up, like, what your lot, your lot, your, your Rob <laughs> Zachney plot logic is on how you're approaching playing the game. It's just like, this environment looks cool. Like, hmm, I'll just have a taste of assassination and then <laughs> yeah, go to another. Just- uh, just little hors d'oeuvres. Um, <laughs> just a little for, treat of uh, <laughs> yeah, little uh, little murderous communion wafers uh, as I uh, as I worship the world of assassination. Uh, no, so what ended up happening is the game literally drops you into the Dubai level. I got like thirty mm-hmm. seconds into that, and I'm like, I don't remember how my guy works, so I had to go back and do the tutorial. I forgot how much I liked the tutorial. Uh, they're good little missions. Mm-hmm. Also, it's very funny that they are um, like training area kill houses where everything's plywood and cheap. Yeah. And so it looks like Hitman level, but everything when you zoom in on it, kind of, it's like, oh, this is just plywood or pewter that's been painted. Like everything well, looks like well, shit. Even, even uh, your handler at one point uh, when I was doing like the, the final task or whatever, like, with the, like in the hangar. Um, like before you choke someone out, she, she says like, well, "Like be careful." Also, like they're an actor. And I think that's, <laughs> like, a really good. That's a really good line. Uh-huh. Uh, so I did that, and then I went back to. I was like, "Oh, you know, I, I should have played Hitman One." So I'm gonna get into that, and I ended up playing the first level, which is the fashion show level. Mm-hmm. And immediately I remembered why I stopped playing Hitman, which is that I am somebody who is very prone to analysis paralysis, mm. where if you give me the worst thing you can give me is like several fairly equivalent options. <laughs> yeah. Without a clear way to like prioritize or choose between them. Hell yeah. And <laughs> yeah, and Hitman 1 The opening level is like, so you got to kill these two fuckers. And there's clearly a million ways to go about it. The the level is huge. Windows of opportunity are opening and closing at different times. Um, You immediately get a sense like, oh, there's ways to infiltrate. You can can, infiltrate a camera crew uh, and do it via a journalist. Um, There is a very big time model uh, walking the runway at this fashion show who is this weird like Prince Zizor looking gray alien like bald dude that everyone's like huh your character kind of looks like this guy and so you can go walk the runways as <laughs> Agent 47 um, there's there's a ton of other ways to go about it and immediately I remembered like oh this is just a nightmare to choose between <laughs> I can't like See, that I gives me this. anxiety like that you are speaking directly to how I read these games but like yeah, yeah you know what I would like is like give me the mission that's like become the model like cool I can do that like I so, will figure out this puzzle and then re- give me the re- endorphin reward of like make the points go up I don't know if these points feed into really not clear what the progression is here but like I just want those points and I'll solve this particular puzzle so I was wandering the fashion show a ton yesterday um and i found one of the like story ways to kill one of the characters but the other character i just had to whack in a really crude hitman you know the old put the emetic poison in a drink and just wait for them to throw up in the bathroom and drown them in toilet that old chestnut (laughs) uh that's how i got the second target but 
while I'm up there, I'm also realizing, oh, there's so many interesting things I clearly didn't figure out. Like, I could have dropped this lighting grid on characters, or there's a part of that level where there appears to be some kind of uh, Phantom of the Opera type space that you can inhabit. And I'm not sure what that costume does, but it was funny. And, but it was overwhelming. And then you go to Sapienza, and I'm like, oh, Fuck. Okay. Uh, so fashion show was like your training wheels and here's Sapienza. And I'm like, I don't know. I like, what do you, what are you asking me to do? You want me to figure all this out? You want to see how all this works? And then I go to Hitman three. In Sapienza, there is the capability of firing a cannon at a man playing golf. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's what? Great. It's great. I've spent a lot of time in that level. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then it occurs to me that I probably don't have time to play Hitman 1 and 2 and start on 3 before we do the podcast. Um, I do the math. Okay, I'm, glad, I'm glad you drew that conclusion, Mom. <laughs> I do the math. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like 8.30 p.m. Uh, my completion time on the fashion show was about 90 minutes. Um, if you factor in all the, the wandering around, I'm probably not going to be able to speed run this and get ready for the podcast. So I'm just going to have to play some Hitman 3. So I go to the Dubai level, and I would say... In some ways, it's similar in that I think the level layout is a bit complicated. There's a lot of, like, because it's a tower, there's it's a very dense environment where you will, like, round back to where you started, but through a very circuitous and uh, dense pathway. And then there's, like, three stories uh, to, the, to, to the tower. And there's different tiers of, like, guard permission and alertness and security, etc., so in some ways, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is this is familiar. Like the uh, the the museum that the fashion show takes place at is is also a fairly big space. But one of the things that I felt about with Dubai was that it was in some ways much easier to handle conceptually. Whereas the fashion show is like, here's a million ways to go about this. What do you want to do? The you know, all possibilities are yours in the world of assassination. Here. The story missions really do breadcrumb you through the entire level um, mm-hmm. and let you see a ton of stuff. So, like, the first thing you can do is infiltrate uh, the bodyguard staff and become one of your target's uh, personal bodyguards. And you have the option of doing the really quick and dirty assassination where after you impress him with your skills, you just push him off the tower uh, but I was like, I want to see how much stuff there is to do with this dude. And so you can go and see a, a conversation that he has with his daughter uh, as he explains why he's had to fake his own death. Um, but that takes you through the whole level. Like you see the, uh, or at least the floor of the level. You kind of see everything. Um, and in a weird way, at the end of that, I was like, I'm not sure this is as dynamic an environment as the fashion show felt. Um, like, for instance, there was a point where I became really obsessed with just electrocuting this guy. Um, there's a cool art installation uh, in, in, in the level, and I was like, I'm going to electrocute this guy using the art installation. It's, it, it seems cool, and uh, that seems like a fun way to do this. 
And it took me a while to figure out that I just needed to rip some fuses uh, and move some stuff around, but I did it. But while I'm figuring that out, he just keeps walking his loop. The window never closes, which is fine. I can see that being frustrating, but also the guy walks a loop that is justified the first time you go around because like this plot beats he has to hit. And then he just starts repeating them. He's like, oh, I need to talk to my daughter. And I'm like, you talked, but sir, you, you already talked to your daughter 30 minutes ago. And he's like, yeah, right. I better check on the, on the installation again and check on that light. Oh, I should talk to my daughter again. And he loops back and it just kind of patiently walks this very simple loop that you can time out and figure out how to assassinate him. And then when that was done, there was another character to impersonate that would also get me close to the second target. But at the end of that, I was like, in some ways, they've made this all very navigable with these story missions, like much more so than like the fashion show opens. The fashion show, it's like you get a piece of the puzzle, like a, a part of the map is revealed, but then you got to go do other stuff. If you're really going to figure out how this whole level works. Hitman three very much feels like, um, in some ways they are addressing maybe, yeah, maybe people like you and me, Patrick, where it's, where it's like they are addressing people who did get that bit of fear of missing out or that bit of just bewilderment at all the options that were that were open. But at the same time, it also meant that by the end of that first level, I was like, oh, you're not you're not doing the same thing that the fashion show was. Like in terms of the comparison of the two first two levels of these two games, one of them is a actually feels like a much more complicated um, clockwork, and the other is simpler. And kind of easier to suss out. And in some ways, that is convenient. But also, I left that level not feeling like, oh, man, there's incredible possibilities there. Whereas, I finished the fashion show, and I was like, I have five things I want to try. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that what you're tracking is the same vibe through <clears throat> most of the levels in Hitman 3. The ones that I think are best are the ones that feel like the fashion show. Um it, it, at least in scale and scope and complexity. And I think using the word complexity is, is appropriate because I think that is part of the, the thrill that I find in it, right? Is that how do you chart a route through complexity that touches, you know, things that you're interested in, in touching on. Um, but like the Berlin level is, is amazing. And, and it's because the, the way that it is set up is there are five agents, five targets for you to, for you to attack minimum, minimum five. Um, I guess there might be more and you don't know where they are. You can't see them. And so you have to navigate all around this level to find them first. And then you have to eliminate them, which is really cool. And the Chong King episode is, or episode, uh, uh, going back to Hitman one, um, level is also cool because it's, it is really big, like very, very, very big. Um, but even, even it in being really big is not as complex as some of the larger levels in, in Hitman two, Unfortunately, I, I, I mean, I think you're right. I think that there is a constrainedness to a lot of Hitman three that I don't know. There's just not I don't know. It's not what I'm in. The, I'm not what I'm in it for. Not what I expected either uh, in a general sense. And it all kind of lands in the, the, the final one, the 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 Carpathian Mountains that I, I don't want to spoil for people. But I will say is perhaps Oh, it's really disappointing. It's extremely disappointing. It's it's uh, a rough time for people. 
know what's funny, though? I feel like the Berlin level is the one I've seen people complaining about. Really? Yeah, just not, not a ton of people, but I've seen a few mm-hmm. people who've hit it be like, I don't know what to do. This is really hard to parse. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I do... I, you know, I, I do kind of wonder in some ways. Um, I think a lot of people is, are trying Hitman 3 for the first. Like, I think Hitman 3 is like hitting at a certain. There's not a lot else to play mm-hmm. um, for yeah. the people. On like a games of this scale. And you're getting, you know, folks like if if, if Rob and I are ind- indicative of like larger movements, and there's a lot of people going, there were a lot of good sales on Hitman. People fucking love these games. Like, why don't I want to be part of the club? And so I, I think it's, it may be the case that some of what you're seeing, Rob, is like people like running into the fashion show, like in this Berlin level and being like, oh, 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 shit, okay. Like these levels can be of a scale and a complexity and a, and a dynamism that I just, you don't, if you're, if you like, let's say just do the story beats, like the story missions and then move on, you cannot necessarily get that clockwork sense in the way mm-hmm. that it sounds like the Berlin level um, like introduces. Um, so I wonder if there's a little bit of that of just like you're getting people bouncing you know rubbing up against like a lot of what a lot of people fell for in hitman one and two specifically and then when introduced it in three are slightly overwhelmed in the process yeah i think that's right but they should simply have spent the past 16 years polishing their hitman skills like (laughs) i have i mean i don't understand i I played blood money like when i was at giant bomb like i would try and take time like there'd be the audience be like oh this you guys would really like it if you played this. And I would just like take it on like me to try those games every once in a while. And I played mm-hmm. Blood Money. Couldn't tell you anything about it. Don't remember. Not because mm-hmm. it wasn't good. I just, that was, you know, 10 years ago at, at this point. Um, but I, I would be curious. I'm just, I, I it's long enough ago that I can't tell like how similar these games. I mean, I understand the premise is is similar, but um, like these, ga- these games are just going on for so Long, like you know, someone pointed out the same voice actor has been you know voicing Agent Forty Seven for twenty fucking years, like mm-hmm. which is it's just it's a weird series. It's a it's a very strange series to have gone for this long, never been that popular. Like it's been pop, like cult popular, and then with this trilogy starting episodic, then abandoning that and being like, well, that was a mistake, and then in the th- like go, like, it's just a really. It's just straight. Like, the more you think about everything about Hitman, the more that it's just like such a unique sort of thing in video games. That I, honestly, the episodic stuff kind of fell apart in video games, like in as a whole. But man, it seems like that was like the model for like if Hitman just had like could have kept that going somehow. It seems like it would have been cooler if like missions were coming out month to month, and it was like watching a TV episode with your friends as you unpacked it. One. Well, the whole thing was designed for the like the elusive target thing to be mm-hmm. this level. One of the reasons you need these levels to be really ornate is because they still have to remain interesting two months later when it's like we've set another we've set another mouse loose in this maze. Go get it. Sean Bean um, is back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think I agree. Like commercially, maybe the uh episodic thing didn't work out, but I do think in the life of the series, having that thing be shared around social media so extensively across that first game's life cycle and then heading into two. In a weird way, the episodic thing may not have worked out in terms of the business model, but as a piece of marketing for the entire trilogy, I think one of the reasons that Hitman 3 seems like this game that's poised to be like, hey, you guys really like our little murder Muppet. Uh, I think that's that's ground that's been laid uh, just because unlike previous Hitman games where 
everyone was sort of siloed off and playing them. And you could read facts about how a level worked, but like you probably weren't seeing people be like, Hey, look at this guy. I just killed with a banana. Like that wasn't something your friend was randomly sharing. And now a lot of the game feels like it is there to really call attention to the strangeness of Hitman and the goofiness of agent 47 inhabiting these different roles to commit various like murders and mayhem. Yeah, there there's something I I I mean, I I really have been playing these games since, you know, Hitman 2 Silent Assassin. I've been playing them regularly since then. But I didn't even purchase Hitman 1's episodic stuff until the whole thing was out. Right? Like that mm-hmm. knocked me out of the franchise and so I I think that there's something a weird balance to hit with between appointment playing or whatever that would be, right? Where we're all like, Sapiens is coming out. Yay. And then, um, you know, just having a whole game there um, that that's, you know, kind of ready and available to play. I'm really curious about how elusive targets are going to work in these Hitman three levels, because I just don't know what that's going to look like in that, in the manner, Right. I, you know, other than adding, are they going to add 30 more NPCs to make this interesting? Like, I, I don't know. It's it's pretty sparse. I mean, it's a cool level, but it is it's not as if there's, you know, 200 people there. You're having to navigate your way through and avoid. It's pretty fast to get through. Um, and most of the characters are rooted in place so that you can play this clue game. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so gosh. this that that clue game is Patrick, have you, have you played the mystery <laughs> level? No, I, I'm like, I'm so I'm curious. Still, I'm I, yeah, I'll be curious about how I respond. I mean, I mean, with your uh, love of story, it might be right up your alley. <laughs> um, you know, you God, can probably have a couple basketball of, games on mm-hmm. or um, yeah, you know, I'll just put the Celtics on and then I'll, uh, you know, my my love of, of uh, Bill Simmons and, you know, uh, just, uh, Boston sports culture. Mm-hmm. Um, pull up uh, 13 Sentinels on your phone at the same time. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I want to have like three, four different things happening while I'm playing this. <laughs> mm hmm. I have the dialogue going automatically in 13 Sentinels. I have a, a spoon hitting, holding on the X button to just keep keep moving that forward while I play Hitman. Mm-hmm. Um, no, because I'm trying to treat the first level like I treated uh, the tutorial, which is like just to keep pressing on like the objective-based stuff. Because um, I haven't even done that escalate. I didn't even know the escalations were a thing. Um, so I haven't, I haven't gotten quite there yet. Like I want to exhaust Dubai so that I come out of it going like, oh, okay, like I know how I want to play hitman and then hopefully take that forward to the other levels oh that sounds like if that's the if that's the second level it's like well no you're not gonna take any of that forward because it's like a completely different design structure that you know asks you to do something wholly uh unique which in itself is is cool like i i guess i can see how they stumbled on that which is like hey let's just throw people for a loop and do something that's not just a a massive crowd and a unique like uh uh uh, you know like a racetrack or something like that it's like put them in a, a smaller mansion but i also I also see why Cam, why you fall on like no, like give me the weird thematic <laughs> trapping with a giant open space and a, a bazillion options. Well, I like so the weird thing is I, I like I've had this arc with the Dartmoor level um, because in part I think it's gotten a lot of attention, but also maybe it is a bit emblematic of some of the new things that are happening in in Hitman Three. And I had this arc where first I was like I don't know what Cam's talking about. <laughs> 
Leadest Cam over there being like, I'm too good for Hitman's cute little mystery story. Uh, like, <laughs> him, like, don't invite Cam to your murder mystery dinner party uh, because do not. he'll just ruin it. He'll be like, I think this is pretty pedestrian by genre mm-hmm. standards. Um, yeah. And honestly, yeah. none of us are capable of delivering the performances required by the form. So, uh, yeah. No, Why I, would you but, half-ass it, Rob? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I want some commitment, damn it. Um, so at first I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, there's a little gallery of English aristocratic shitheads that we have to figure out which one who done it. But I did turn on it fast because one, if you're playing as the detective, you have permission to go just about anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I kind of like the friction of being like, what are people going to let me do? And pretty much here, nobody cares. Uh, and two, one of the things that started to really great on me is that, so one of the things you do is you confirm alibis. You just like, hey, is there evidence to suggest that what this person like says they did is what they did? And... One of the things that I think makes a mystery work is that there's kind of layers of deception, like sort of you you unravel each person's story. Like that's how a lot of these mysteries work, where there's actually multiple mysteries, and that's why there are inconsistencies. This mystery does not work that way. And so there's not a lot to like if a guy tells you, oh, I was uh, you know, sleeping with one of the maids. That's the end of the story. Like, well, there's no way. Obviously, he was he was having sex with uh, with a maid uh, while the person was being killed by poison, and there's no way that he could have faked this or timed it differently. Just qu- asked and answered. Two characters are like, oh, we were down at the pub. Well, both these characters say they were at the pub, so obviously they couldn't both be lying. And I'm like, you ever read Murder on the Orient Express? <laughs> <laughs> But and, and I get why the mystery has to work this way, because it all has to unfold in this place. And there's no there is no dialogue mechanic for Hitman, really. You just press a button. They're like items. And the characters just dispense the next question that that Agent 47 is supposed to ask. But there's a lot of parts where you're like, but I. I would kind of like to see an interrogation of some sort happen. And like, there's so much you can eavesdrop on in this mansion. And I kept waiting for it to be like, I'm sure that like hearing all this gossip will arm me with good information about these characters and maybe like catch them in a lie. Those things don't really hook up. Like the, the things you overhear largely stay confined to uh, just flavor for the level but they aren't critical to unlocking the next dialogue option and so like after about 30 minutes of this thing where eventually i was just like i just need to get into these fuckers bedrooms how do i get in their bedroom and okay it says it says there's two clues left in the two clues left in this this bedroom where are these fucking clues i cannot see them i was like i kind of get it I kind of get it. Like I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, look, they have a nice little King Ralph family electrocution thing set up out in the garden. I might just do that instead. Uh, and just like wash my hands in the mystery and, and be like, okay, family portrait time under the arc lights. Let's go. Yeah. Um, this, you were describing the exact process I went through with this, which was like, oh, this is really cool. And then immediately thinking, 
oh, the affordances of this video game are not sufficient to support what they are trying to do here. And uh, my yeah, question like is, I said, that is what they're trying to do, though, right? Because the character of Agent 47 doesn't actually care about what this mystery is. And so to me, as I was playing, I haven't finished this level, but I got I've gotten through the mystery segment of it. Um, and then I had to stop because it was late last night. Uh, but, uh, the, what I ended up doing during the, like, clue finding spots is actually just casing the joint, right? Like, understanding mm-hmm. what the layout of that place actually is, like, it's bigger than you, th- than it looks like from the outside to me a lot of times, um, and to me, that was, like, that's, the, that's the primary objective that Agent 47 is going after. It's, like, trying to understand all the options here because there's lots of like there's like hidden hallways and shit um that would be useful for when you actually have to have have the opportunity to do the actual hit um so like that's kind of what i took that as and part of why i wasn't maybe i didn't chafe as much against the like oh this dialogue is very bare like because it's it's not important to your ultimate objective right it's like get through this so that you can get as much intel on the space be pretending to be this character but really your point the point is get intel on this space um and i can i can i definitely understand the 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 frustration there of like oh this could have been really like extra like really neat but also like part of me is like but that's not what agent 47 is here for <laughs> he doesn't actually he's not actually here to figure this out you can e- very easily a uh, slight spoiler i guess for the this thread you can blame someone who like you can you can find a piece of information and blame someone like right away and just be like oh i'm done with this like you don't actually have to question everyone um so like i don't know that part kind of read better to me and like um but i also don't i think i shaped a lot kind of like what rob was saying earlier i shaped a lot early on with hitman in like those bigger levels where i felt like there was the 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 picking up the story missions was a little more difficult. Uh, so mm. far, these first two levels that I've played in Hitman Three kind of hand you the first opening story missions like on a silver platter, which I think is to me like more welcoming because then I feel like oh, even though I'm on this path, I'm on this specific story mission path. I can see the interactions, like what uh, the, the one thing that Rob mentioned in Dubai, the elect- electrocution. Like I saw, oh, I see the pieces to make that happen, but I'm not on that path right now. So I'll come back and do that some other time and figure that out later. But it feels like these, what at least in this first two missions, what these primary story uh, missions are doing is this is the lay of the, this is almost the, this is the tutorial for this level, right? Before you mm-hmm. get into the real meat, which is going to be the challenges and the escalation and so on and so forth. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I th- the, the marquee story missions now, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's been the case through all three of the games, but certainly no, now. No, right. That's like, the, that's definitely part of the thing where I, th- I feel like I bounced off one because I could like in, in, in one, uh, a lot of the story missions felt difficult to find the pickup threads for. And then also, um, didn't always carry you completely through a level the way the, the 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 newer ones do, where it's like you pick up the thread on on one the 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 first one in Dubai, and like that is going to carry you all the way to mission complete for the first mm-hmm. time, right? 
Yeah, I and I guess my the I, I agree with everything you just said. Like I think that that's a hundred percent the intent of of these kind of big story missions or the key ones or or you know whatever we call them. The kind of one that's in your face every time. Yeah, is to give you to make you explore that or give you the opportunity to explore the mansion. I think that what what I kind of ran ran into is the amount of minutia that this one demands from you and mm-hmm. the amount of minutia that most of them in Hitman Three demand from you and it's really apparent to me when you go and look at because i replayed the final test uh, last night which is the last mission of the tutorial and it, you know it it actually does have a um a story mission that it takes you all the way from the beginning to the assassination without you know any gap at the end but it has a lot of room for kind of variability in the middle you know there's some mm-hmm. navigation you know it, it doesn't hold every step from you right and the, you know this murder mystery mystery having to spend literally 30 minutes like trying to figure out if I need to pick up every item in the room in order to fulfill the clue, uh, you know, quota or criteria. Right. Um, that, that I was just like, blah, but I think you're right. Like ultimately it is probably a net good like game design wise. And certainly they didn't come to this, uh, you know, just because they thought this was a, a good idea to have you do an incredibly detailed mind. It's not like they do not know how to make a good Hitman level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, they, they obviously do, right? But and, and but for me, it was, you know, I, I guess part of it too is it's like, if you are going to hang your marketing of this game partially on this level, um, you know, and as Patrick said earlier, right, you know, uh, you know, you said, uh, you know, the Knives Out mystery, that's how it was sold in kind of position. That's kind of what it is, I guess, but not really. It doesn't have no. any mystery to it. Yeah, uh, it's just about picking stuff up. So um, I do like that at the end of it, it kind of solves because what you have to do in this mission is you have to uh, complete an assassination and pick up an item and Normally, when you're, if you're playing the the that level without the story mission, those are kind of two separate tasks. That story mission brings those tasks together in a really interesting way or allows you to. And I thought that part of it was very cool. But I had to sit through 40 minutes of doing something I did not want to do beforehand to get to the cool part, um, which is not my idea of a good time. I say that being someone who reads Stephen King novels and talks about them. Um, you don't have, month, Cam, but. you don't have to, no apology needed on this, on this podcast for <laughs> reading a trashy Stephen King. That will, that, that is celebrated. We, we, we stand a flawed writer here. Uh, 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 <laughs> Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on balance, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm going to come down. Like I, like, Parts of it I like enough that um, I'm probably not overly bothered by some of the compromises they made. Um, but I, like right now, I'm like I really liked one level of Hitman Three, and I'm a little if here on the other. And if that pattern continues, I think I will be kind of net a little iffy on Hitman Three. On the other hand, I'm sitting here and I'm like. In the context I'm playing it in, uh, it isn't, well, there's a high proportion of these slightly gimmicky levels that's going to drag me down. Because I successfully discouraged myself from playing a lot of Hitman before, and now it's kind of clicking, now I'm like, well, I've got, you know, these entire two previous games Mm -hmm. worth of good Hitman to, to get at, and it's a really convenient package, so... Uh, I'm probably going to like wrap Dartmoor and then 
really get Sapienza right. I think that's going to be um, <laughs> my next project. And you you just hear my journey on, on Waypoint Radio where I'm like, hey, guys, oh. you, you heard about Sapienza? You mm-hmm. heard about how goofy this is? There's some, <laughs> there's some wild stuff in there. Mm-hmm. You can be a priest. Yeah. You can, you can poison a joint and give it to a hippie, an Italian hippie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I think... By and large, like as a trilogy, it's it's really impressive, right? Uh, as as oh, a, yeah. a series of games, it feels really good, and I, and I think this can't be overstated. I think a lot of the early Hitman games, the jank was so front and center. the The simulation was so rickety in places, and uh, here it this trilogy really does feel convincing in a way those early Hitman games never did. Um, and mm-hmm. so I, I hope that at the end of Hitman three, like I will have bought into that plot a little bit because going back, they do center it up front. Like the opening narration of Hitman one is gray, basically arguing that all the stuff you've been doing, um, has been changing the world and you just haven't cared enough. You haven't been paying attention, but you need to. Um, so even back in Hitman one, the framework was, hey, don't lose track of the context for what you're doing in, Do, for for what you're for what you're doing and uh, the framework you're doing it in. And I feel like a little bit, Hitman Three is like, okay, time to finally address that. And there's a little bit of, oh, you mean that? We need to address that. Do we though? Yeah, I'm um, good. I'm good not addressing that. Yeah, <laughs> Patrick, uh, where do you think you're going to leave leave your Hitman journey? I, I, I I'm gonna keep with it if if only because I want to have like a I think Hitman three and the fact that I've since learned that like if you just stick with the story stuff like you can you know kind of finish it in eight ten hours like that's like a easy enough lift that if I play through this I could come out of it like oh this is what, at least what I think of Hitman which mm-hmm. is like it's nice to like checkbox like a franchise and even though I don't go back and play one and two it'll be nice to like, oh, okay, this, I've fully formed my thoughts on like why people like this, like how that fits within like my own preferences. And like, it's long been a franchise that I'd wished I could at least speak to myself on like how I, I feel on it. Also, is like, it'll be fun. Like whenever we get together in, in like can do stuff in person again, like, yeah, like we're going to probably end up playing Hitman and like setting up like, one thing this this series is missing is player created challenges, um, which I'm like sort of surprised like isn't like here. To, like I was like it was so it seemed so obvious seeing like the different challenges they set up. They're like, oh, it's there must be some way for players to like, hey, like in or like in order to complete you know Rob's challenge, like you need to beat the shit out of this character like in a it, penguin suit. It does. Um, it has those. Oh, it does have yeah, that. Players can the, do that. That's okay. the contract system. But the ones for okay. Hitman Three. When I was looking last night, you couldn't access any of them. So I don't know if that's server issues or something like okay. that. But I couldn't play any yet. But that that okay. is the contract system. All right, good. I was like, okay, menu. good. That makes sense. Like, that's, like sometimes things seem really obvious. And there's good reasons for that to be there, and um, that just seems like something fun to to mess around with. So I don't. Yeah, do I think I'm gonna fall for? I think I'm end up gonna being like in the middle on it, which is like I'll appreciate it, but also understand maybe I don't have the personality to fully embrace Hitman for what it is. Um, but yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably, I'll probably stick with it. Kata, where, where, where are you? I think, um, kind of in a similar place to you, where like I, I had touched those other 
two games. Like I played like the first couple of levels of each one and then fell off for one reason or another. Usually distraction. I rarely finish games, honestly. Um, but I feel like right now in this moment, like being able to revisit them in the in three is also like a big like, oh, that's easy. I'll I'll just go back. I, I like stuck to the the first couple levels of three just just kind of for this podcast, but I think I'm definitely gonna go back because I finished I finished Sap- I I finished Sapienza uh yesterday kind of in preparation or the day before in preparation for it to come out. And I was like, okay, this is clicking more than it has in the past. I wonder what's changed. I don't know. Maybe I can pay more attention to things these days. <laughs> or maybe, and there's nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, <laughs> like, ooh, Hitman lets me go outside and right. mingle in crowds <laughs> oh, shit, and this is, explore world. I fucking, I played the Miami level of two and I was like, oh shit. Because I used to, I mean, I lived in South Florida, an hour north of Miami and my cousins lived in Miami and I like went down and was like, oh wow, shit, those buildings. I know this waterline, like fuck. Uh being outside in a place I recognize wild. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think I'm going to go back and, and play through because for some reason, despite it being a lot of proper nouns, I do feel compelled to understand what's happening going forward. <laughs> so Stop I'm just going to go back Stop to one. <laughs> oh my God. Look, I, just the, why is it who the on. constant? That's a good name. Mm-hmm. Who? Mm-hmm. Why? I need to, oh, I need yeah. to know if there's even hints you know, even nope. if there isn't hints, I just want to make sure to see it through. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go back. figure out who, which Herald will become the new constant. Oh, wow. <laughs> Doesn't that sound thrilling to learn Look, which I proper noun from, will become the other proper noun? I come from I come from the world of destiny where there's a lot of proper nouns becoming other Ooh. proper nouns. So. <laughs> you're not you're not st- you're not making your case, Kato. You're, you're sort of just I'm like just saying this is where I'm coming yourself. from. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling on myself. I like this shit. I'm sorry. Um, and I know ultimately it's not going to matter but i do think um it seems I, i'm i'm curious because of the way it's set up and the way you end up um it, it it like feels like it's trying to say something about uh uh you know how power is uh gained and held in the world mm-hmm. even if it goes to the the, the kind of supervillain extremes at the end but like i'm still curious to see you know what, what they like pick at in the earlier games yeah I, I I agree with all that, and the despite uh, not liking the way that Hitman Three does all of this kind of story stuff, I like the story of these Hitman games in general. Since I think they're cool, but I, but I think in kind of what you just said there, kind of going to supervillain extremes at the end. You know, Hitman 3's plot is basically about, you know, the the end boss of Hitman 2 and, like, <laughs> taking out, you know, the final thing of it, right? The right. kind of last legs of this organization. And to me, Hitman, and I've written about this for Waypoint, right? The Hitman is so, this this trilogy is so much more powerful when it is representing those things in the game level mechanically through like the moment to moment of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the one of the final levels of Hitman 2 is I think just, just perfect. The, the kind of uh, the island, the climate change catastrophe conference uh, that, that's <laughs> there. I think it's so good. And, but that's all done through context with, you know, within that broad plot, it's right. done within conversations that you're hearing within character interactions it's not done with, you know, Lucas Gray and Diana Burnwood in right. their wild and wacky uh, globe-charting adventures with Agent 47. Which is and, part of why I feel like I can't just go watch a lore video. I want to go in mm-hmm. and get that context from the levels themselves, right? Like, yeah. 
Yeah, I think that that's the way to do it for sure. Um, and I think that the, the first two games are stronger because of that. But well, I'm curious to when you finish them all, I'm curious to hear what you think. Yeah. yeah and uh, also, our experiences will probably be different because we do not have to finish them post haste for a review, uh, <laughs> which is also always a complicating hmm. factor where uh-huh. my hitman is like, hmm, let me peruse my options. And I was like, Kim, can you get this done by Tuesday? Like, I can give you to Wednesday if you really need, but like Tuesday to help me out a lot. Like, you can help brother out, right, Kim? Like, Tuesday, and then Marco lifts. Uh, so that that be probably also five hours of Hitman a day for the next. <laughs> yeah, just exactly. the way it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so that will do it for our Hitman extravaganza. Uh, who knows when next we will visit the world of assassination? Uh, but. Uh, we are we are heading into the world of the weekend. Uh, you can keep up with Waypoint by uh, reading us at waypoint.vice.com. Uh, you can follow us on social media, on Twitter at Waypoint, on Facebook, YouTube at Waypoint Vice. I'm on Twitter at Rob Zachney. Patrick, where can people find you? At Patrick Klopik. Kato. At A underscore Kato underscore appears. Cam. At C Kunzelman on Twitter and uh, rangetouch.com for other podcasts that I do. Our theme music is by Bowen. The track is Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Learn more at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. That'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week with another episode of Waypoint Radio. Until then, fuck capitalism. Go home. Maybe kill some people. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Yep. (laughs) Nailed it. Uh... Just Good, add that great. to the bottom of the dock. Just we can trick Austin into saying that <laughs> Maybe next time. Maybe kill some people. Uh, Good pod. I though. mean, look, Lucas is there to be like, Agent 47, have you considered class awareness? <laughs> have you considered that this entire world rests on the shoulders of skilled labor? Be accepting compensation, but not the riches, not the power. <laughs> uh... Agent 47 is just like, I don't know, I kill people. Is that labor? Too hard. (laughs) That's the real question. Yeah. How do you expropriate murder labor? Right. (laughs) I just want to know where I'm from. And Lucas is like, don't care that much. No, no, Lucas is like, I remember exactly where we're from, and it sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
that's that's his whole like uh, god the plot yeah i started playing through kind of the the campaigns again and i was like good god so much of this is set up from the beginning but it's a lot to sit through right isn't you uh kato what kind of file do you want here you want a wave file from me yeah wave would be perfect thank you very much yeah you don't want an aiff uh, this is you're literally the only person who's ever given me an AIFF <laughs> and I Are don't know sure? why yes <laughs> everyone else gives me waves <laughs> looking for an OGG looking for an Og Vorbis file or? yeah I swear to god Kato <laughs> once said I prefer AIFF because it's what was it I think um, I gave a, a range of options Wave being one of them, I might have thrown AIFF in there for yeah, whatever I reason. I feel like you did a little bit of like, oh, like you were like, of like left the door open to yeah. an AIFF. If, yeah. if you're a little eighth curious, uh, <laughs> then, uh, you know, don't let it stop you, Rob. Uh, capital oh, T, capital right. F. I mm. am exporting this. Oh my goodness, what a pretty little file. What a. <laughs> what? I'll be, I'll be the, waveforms are really special cut. Yeah. They're really the, nice. It's very <laughs> good. Very great. tidy. It's just going to be. You must let me know if it sounds buzz. different because my mic wasn't getting any noise at all. So something about the wavebold might actually, this might be the cleanest that's ever been. Yeah, this is, this is what I've always said. Turn the gain down. You're going to pick up less. You actually, I keep telling this, I, I, I had this conversation with Gita recently. You want to think about gain less like volume and more like an orb around your mic. The The more gain, the, f- the further out that orb is going to pick things up. It's, you know, it's a area of effect, really, more more than yeah. specifically volume. I mean, it is, Mike it's both. Mike gets an AOE spell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah 100%. Like sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Okay. Cool. You guys hear me okay, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. The waveforms are so low. That's good. Leave it alone. Kato, they're tiny little babies. <laughs> it's a they, fine. They barely can break the line. You can always make them bigger. I should just Here's the, the thing. Do you have a... Do you have a... I do you... them spiky. <laughs> Don't make them spiky. Um, do you have a, a a meter on in Reaper somewhere where it shows you like the actual yeah. decibel? What What are you hitting? Yeah, uh, talking, it bounces up to minus 18. You're great. You're fine. Even if the waveforms look tiny, it's okay. They're actually good. I like strong, bold waveforms. (laughs) Um, All right. I will trust trust you, Kato. Uh, Yes. It's not my aesthetic sensibility. Um, (laughs) I I like my waveforms to look like anime hair. Mm Mm-hmm. I need some Dragon Ball Z in my waveforms <laughs> to feel confident. I get it, Rob. All right, let me. It doesn't uh, look like Super up. Saiyan Goku. It ain't right. Exactly. Yes, that is my audio <laughs> engine. That's what I learned in audio engineering school. Oh, funny, you I went w- to that because I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it, it was called. Yeah, dragging a waveform into fuck. What was that? I forgot what that program was called. The one that did it for you. That I still use on my Mac. Levelator. You, know, you have to like. Yeah, you have to like hack your Mac and like like hack not the registry, but like you have to trick your Mac into running it because it's like no, nah, we don't do this anymore. <laughs> We're not supposed to. Hmm. 
Well, and people picked up the Levelator's Legacy, but it's they're all paid services, which makes sense. Right. This is that's absolutely a service you should <laughs> charge for, and not just give away as 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 uh, uh just a free piece of software that is like does at least gets you ninety percent of the way there. Um, because I looked into it when when Katie and I were doing uh until death again when we were on our maternity leave and everything was like, do I pay? 15 bucks a month. I was like, that seems reasonable. That seems like a totally <laughs> fair asking price. But no, like I'm going to find a way to hack Levelator to work again and see if anyone complains. And wow. my small audience didn't complain. So I stuck right. with Levelator. Good. <laughs> All right. Everything is set. I am so prepped for this. It's I'm just going to send I'm going to send Rob mm. a picture of my waveforms and it's going to really bother him. He's going to spend all the podcast like <laughs> slowly turning his up. Mine are nice and spiky right in the middle. Not too big, not too little. Very satisfying to look at. Mm. <laughs> the Goldilocks light waveform. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, all right, everyone at time.is. Oh, no, oh. I'm not. Hold on. What do we, I'm recording locally, right? And we're syncing with time.is. Yes, is time that, is that is. the case? All right. All right. Just like last time, however many. Was that like a decade <laughs> <years> ago? ago? <laughs> yeah. I've like moved and gotten a different job since then. I've got other stuff going on in my life, Kato. I do time to think about time.is. <laughs> um hey my so i went through the time that is normie site and uh here's what it is offering depression self-test what test your eye vision take a depression test best franchises to own <laughs> suv like the best suv so, wow just suv just <laughs> just, just SUV, not, not no buying one, best one. Just SUV. The time SUV, man. is SUV. right for you to own an SUV. Um, all right, my clock is 0.2 seconds ahead, but I think we'll be fine. Uh, should we clap on thirty? Wow, Rob's here. We get like an infinity to wait. Perfect. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Good clap.